Hey fam, welcome to Big Brother and the Hodling Company, which is a podcast about music and Web3 trying to fend off Big Brother. Uh, I'm McKeegan Voice. Uh, today I spoke with two of the co-founders of STEMS Labs, but with COO and senior designer Christian Rivadelli, as well as chief product officer and A&R whiz Nikita Bondarenko. So STEMS Labs is a community and platform that allows artists to drop audio tracks, or STEMS, as non-fungible tokens, or NFTs. The organization recently raised $4 million to build toward a permissionless infrastructure where artists and fans can connect through music's building blocks, creating new and enduring opportunities for remixes and monetization. We chatted about all of this and more. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Here we go. Hey, great to have you guys here. Uh, thanks for being here. And I always like to start at the beginning and learn a bit more about your backgrounds and where you're from and when your relationship with music started. One of you wants to go first. I'm Nikita, um, one of the STEMS co-founders. And yeah, I've always loved music. It was a big kind of part of my family. Um, like we always listened to music together. Um, and I was a competitive swimmer for many years and I kind of use music as a way to, you know, get pumped up or like help with my training, help get into a flow. Um, I was never classically trained or anything like that, um, even though I wanted to be. And then, you know, as I went to college, I met Christian. Christian actually took me to my first um, like show in New York City, which was Avicii, rest in peace. Mm. And really exposed me to kind of the dance music scene in New York, which is very rich. Um, and from then on, I kind of got interested in DJing and, and producing. Um, and then I, you know, moved to LA a couple of years ago and, and it really took off there. Cool. Cool. How about you, Christian? At least the part prior to Avicii. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Music wise, I was, I, never was like very deep into making music myself i did play the drum sets uh and the saxophone growing up um and i was like on the drum line in uh elementary and middle school so mm. i got the snare drum down but um outside of outside of that similar to nikita I, you know i swam growing up and i met nikita in college and you know i i was very into going to concerts even in high school i was like very obsessed with re like all the music blogs I, I knew you know i knew the deepest depths of like idea music and like afix twin from like the very beginning and all that stuff um mm -hmm. and then from there in college i was still very uh spent like you know my free time would be like on sound um soundcloud or, or spotify looking at related artists and finding new music and i always enjoyed doing that and making playlists um and then I was actually in the Navy for five years. I was a nuclear engineer uh, officer on submarines. Uh, so I did two deployments on submarines and there's, you know, there's no internet, there's no texting or anything underwater. So all I had for entertainment were like books and um, listening to music that I downloaded. So I spent a lot of time like laying in my little rack listening to music and you know that's it's always been even before an escape but especially in that in, that, in those times um it was definitely uh, a very important piece of my life um and yeah and so from there i was 
super excited to work together with Nikita and make it even more a part of my life. Oh, that's fascinating. I've always been curious what it would feel like to be to be in a submarine. Um, uh, so yeah, okay. So you've met in college. Um, you, you know, at least part of your relationship was was connecting through music. Uh, you know, at what point did you? Is a first first interact with Web three and 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 then b at, at what point did you conceive the idea of stems and start uh, working toward manifesting it? Um, yeah, I can I can chime in here. Basically, um, yeah, all our as Christian mentioned, all our friends are like super into music, um, but we're not necessarily from like we weren't doing it full time, mm -hmm. um, and we kind of spend time, you know going to a lot of shows, experimenting with DJing, making music, freestyle rapping. Um, so in 2021, I made a, a song. I collabed on a song with uh, another one of our co-founders, Andros, who goes by Ander. Hmm. Um, and we made a song together, and it did pretty well Like within our friend group. It was showing up on people's like Spotify blends. So hmm. we just, yeah, and, we, and uh, during this time, Web3 was emerging. It was like a little more straightforward for the JPEGs and image M NFTs, mm -hmm. but a little like less straightforward for music. So we we're just looking for a way to do something unique, which, um, yeah, and we kind of landed on the idea of fractionalizing the song Deer into stems. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to airdrop each stem, uh, which represents having a unique piece of the song to people that liked um, to people that like the song and yeah, we met, we, we started working on this together and eventually, you know, we got a lot of feedback that there might be a lot more here. So, mm -hmm. you, you know, we, we had a f Benny Jang, he, uh, kind of mentored us from Dapper Labs, one of the founding members of Dapper Labs. Mm -hmm. And he was really pushing us to make this into a platform essentially and, mm -hmm. and help other you know, artists use their stems as a vehicle to connect with their fans um, and to unlock like new music or, or even other art to be made from these stems um, with Web3 incentives kind of attached to that. It was definitely like me joining Nikita because he was the, he and uh, Andros kind of had the initial uh, song and which was kind of the genesis of this entire initiative. Um, my experience with Web3, well, I mean, in college, I was even like my senior, I graduated high school in 2012, and I think I had gotten my first Bitcoin sometime around then, wow. um, but like was um, pretty familiar with Bitcoin in college, um, fortunately did not hodl uh, that <laughs> one, so... <laughs> uh, Things maybe have been different now if I had, but anyways, yeah. So then, you know, I kind of like lost track of the crypto scene, I think after I graduated college and was in the uh, Navy, but like, you know, I had heard, heard about all the excitement in like the 2017 or 2018, like whatever time around the, the ICO era, whenever there was that mm -hmm. like um, explosion, like obviously I was aware that that was happening, but you know, so busy with my, um, Current job that I didn't really get too involved, but yeah. And then in, as I was getting 
you know, in 2021, I was trying to, I was already knew I was getting out of the Navy. So I was looking for ways to like figure out what I was going to do next. And um, this was right, you know, when DeFi, after DeFi summer had just happened. And so again, there was a lot of talk about crypto and, you know, the Web3 term was really starting to pick up around then, but still wasn't even as big as it got until later in 2022. Um, but yeah, so like I, I was just like, in every single discord trying to figure out what where I was going to work like what skills does nu- how can I bring nuclear engineering to uh <laughs> the crypto space uh it turns out it's, it's not quite there yet but you know <laughs> I I was fortunate enough to have Nikita as a friend who um you know had been crypto adjacent for a while uh and we kind of like took this idea and ran with it and you know I live in New York City so NFT NYC was just like a natural uh fit for me to just like go to a conference Mm-hmm. And like and it just exploded from there. So um yeah. Cool. So you know, so you had this idea of splitting, you know, a song into the stems in into its stems and using that as a mechanic for, you know, community building, remixes, things like that. And you said, Nikita, that was um even early on when you started talking about that, you know, that kernel of an idea, you were getting good reception. And people were pushing you to, you know, to expand that and make it much bigger. I'm curious what some of that feedback, what some of that feedback looked like, and you know how it expanded your own conception of the project and the vision that you have for it. Yeah, uh, I mean, as we were kind of building this, there were platforms popping up doing music NFTs, um, but they were mostly focused on the collectible aspect, mm-hmm. and I think. The feedback we were getting, which is cool, but it's not very clear what is the long-term kind of benefit of, of collectibles. Um, like you see projects like NBA Top Shot that explode initially mm-hmm. um, and then kind of taper off as uh, newer and shinier things pop up. Mm-hmm. And we were just thinking that a lot of the music ideas were missing the composable aspect mm. that you know, DeFi has or other crypto things have, which is really the beauty of things like Web3 is the composable aspect. And we realized the, you know, these stems are essentially Lego blocks of music. You can break down songs into pieces and kind of recreate them, use them to to create new things. Um, So once we kind of realized, once we kind of made, we had that moment that, stems are composable uh everything really clicked and that's kind of when i think we dived in you know with all out effort cool cool and uh, yeah i'm curious in terms of you know taking these stems like what is the you know when you're talking to artists what you know how are you communicating this with them you know how are you talking about the journey of the artists and the incentives you know for coming you know, you know, for turning a song into its stems, like what, you, you know, how are you communicating this project to artists to say like, you should, you should be here doing this. Yeah. Each artist is unique and has their own kind of unique goals is, is what we've learned. Um, a big part of this is these stems unlock, you know, a, a ton of remixes to be made. Mm-hmm. So an artist actually struggle to, to find good remixes being made. Um, so that's one component. The other component is, the general promise of Web3 music, which is the kind of 
improving the artist-fan connection and, you know, arguably the, the biggest component is, you know, the financial incentives, um, mm-hmm. being able to pay artists more through these NFT sales. Um, and each artist is different, but those are kind of, I would say, the, the three things. I'm not sure if I might have missed something, Christian. Um, I mean, the the last aspect, which I think is, you know, interesting that is, can be unlocked by the Web3 ecosystem and like the architecture of NFTs, which I would say most artists probably don't fully understand some that are like pretty deep in the space, kind of like it's clicked and they get it. But like, you know, once it, if if the future occurs where a lot of music is all on the blockchain, then there's like this interoperability aspect, which is uh, pretty powerful. And you'll definitely have an advantage, especially as a first mover, if you're in the space um, where, you know, this like royalty distribution, which has been kind of clunky and not coherent in the world because everything is so gated. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, you know, if someone makes a song on, makes a song and they upload it and then um the stems are used to make a remix and that remix is streamed on audius or like and then or it's like listened to on some other web3 platform it's all connected on the blockchain we know where things are being used um and you know there is potential for very robust metadata that's transferable across all these things which you know a lot of people are working on and then you can have like automatic instantaneous permissionless and trackable royalty streams when mm-hmm. artists is cr- music is created and consumed in a, a variety of different apps all over the ecosystem and it all comes filtering back to the artist and um you know the potential the way that we're doing it is that if you're an owner of one of the stems that's using a remix and you get a slice of that you get a cut um mm-hmm. so it's kind of there is that whole side of things which is a pretty difficult concept to explain to um, someone who has no idea what's going on in Web3, but like they've heard about NFTs and they've heard that people, a lot of people are making a lot of money on it and they kind of want in on it. Um, mm-hmm. So, but like there are definitely artists in the space that are like very keyed in and understand this potential. Uh, and so it's not a very difficult sell for those types of artists. Right, right, right. So for the sake of people listening, tell me how it works. Like, okay, I'm an artist. I come into the platform. Um, you know, I I put my stems onto the platform. What what happens next? Yeah. So right now we've actually been uh, we're still building the platform, and we've been running these remix games as a funnel to build the community and to bring in artists uh, via Discord, mm-hmm. um, and kind of having this community of uh, first approach, which is letting us learn what artists and members of the Web three space like like what works. And we're kind of building the platform to, to match that. Um, but essentially, yeah, an artist, they pick a song. Um, it could be an existing song. It could be a new song. And they drop the stems of that song as NFTs on the platform. And there's two components. There's the collectors can collect the NFTs. And music makers can use the stems to make remixes and you don't have to collect an nft a stem nft in order to make remixes we don't want to mm. charge someone 300 or, or something dollars for you know to buy a snare drum um mm-hmm. to just to make music 
as the remixes are coming in, as the, the, the music is being sampled, um, the community votes on their favorite remixes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, essentially, if you have a STEM, if you have a, a STEM NFT and you collected one, you have access to royalties from the, this new music that, that has been created. So essentially, that's kind of like the value add of owning a STEM NFT. You, you kind of have access to royalties from the new music made. Totally. And for, you know, the artists, the, the remixers, they kind of get the chance to, you know, we, we call it make music with their favorite artists. So, you know, I, I make music and myself and just, just having the chance to see like an artist that I look up to stems and, and being able to play with them in my DAW and, you know, is, is already super cool. But mm. here I get to like, you know, create this remix using the stems share it with this artist that I look up to and even get feedback. And if, and if they like it a lot, it, it can be released um, on our platform and, and, you know, more traditional web to DSPs um, and kind of create this collaboration. So essentially it's a, it's a platform that and we, we're trying to build a platform that enables uh, collaboration using these stems. Hmm. Yeah. And just to kind of add there, I think something that people who don't make music may not like fully grasp is like, Especially, it's like, you know, it's sometimes hard to actually get access. A lot of stems of songs are are, are gated by, um, you know, for a variety of reasons, but, the, you know, you don't have access to them. So what we're trying to do is like create a culture of, you know, open uh, creation and collaboration where, you know, the artists that you like, you have access to their stems and you can remix them and you can connect with that artist. So, you know, an example that we had is we had a remix competition with this artist called Poolside. Um, who's, you know, he's a, he's a pretty popular artist. And then in the remix competition, uh, the winner, Whitecliffs, um, he basically was like, you know, I've always listened to Poolside. I've, I've listened, I loved him. And I was so excited to do this remix competition. I've access to his stems. And then, uh, you know, Poolside came to one of our events in New York City. Um, and Whitecliffs came too. They DJ together. And then Whitecliffs, like, the next day they made a song together. Mm -hmm. um, and so like this just like would have never happened before. And it's, it mm -hmm. really has compressed the, you know, the duality of the artist and the fan. And it's now this much more like murky continuous spectrum of artist, fan enjoyer. And like, and it's pretty fun to watch the, the things like that happen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That type of collaboration is really cool. Um, and that's you know that's my favorite thing about web3 in general is just these these innovative new mechanisms that are just creating these collab collaborative opportunities that wouldn't exist otherwise exactly like you know exactly like you said um so how many artists have you worked with so far and how have you you know how have you curated you know these initial artists that you've worked with uh we are currently on our ninth remix game i believe uh so about eight curated artists with over a hundred remixers. Um, you know, we, the first artist, we just experimented with our song that Andros and I made. Um, mm -hmm. Then we did, you know, some drops with existing Web3 artists. And then we've kind of expanded to artists like Poolside, as Christian mentioned, and Elohim is another big one who have like millions of monthly listeners. Um, but 
eventually, you know, right now it's we're doing curated collections, but eventually we want to open up um, the platform to anyone to drop their stems. Mm. Um, but the the kind of remix game is like, a, you know, it's something that we want people to like be proud of. Like, oh, it's cool that I won the stems dog game. Mm-hmm. But down the line, we want anyone to to be able to drop their stems. So and you know, give like fans an opportunity to interact with their artist stems and also mm-hmm. give like up and coming artists the chance to, to break through. Mm. Um, because yeah, and, and we kind of want to we've experimented with gamification a lot like we want to kind of have leaderboards or we're thinking about it like so you can see this is like the most this is like the most sampled stem mm-hmm. um and kind of give extend the life of these pieces of art in this way um mm-hmm. yeah and i think the last part of that is um you know right now we're doing artists one by one um mm-hmm. kind of these games to kind of perfect the process and um refine what our product is and you know that you know those terms like product market fit and things like that but you know just get our name out there and this has been a great way to do it uh we do envision a future where this kind of process becomes uh, more automatic and permissionless and like basically anybody at any time can upload a, a you know some sort of uh, musical media content and then um know people can feel free to remix it you know maybe we'll have some sort of like incentive uh incentive mechanism to kind of create that encourage that dynamic where like mm-hmm. you know that's kind of one of the power of you know token economies in web3 is like you know mm-hmm. maybe we could do incentive things where if you make a remix the number of votes you get you get tokens and then things like that so we haven't like fully flushed that out yet, but the idea is to kind of create this p- permissionless like social application that is centered around music and collaboration. Hmm. Cool. Do you have a timeline or a sense of like when y- you might open it up a bit more beyond you know the kind of one by one artist onboarding? Um. I so you know we're the platform. We you know we actually hired some more engineers recently, and the things are picking up a lot faster i Mm. think the open nature probably um will come around the same time as whenever we get a like a mobile app out there because that'll allow us to um kind of synchronize that and and have like exponential growth there Uh, Mm. i don't know if nikita has any additional thoughts about that yeah we're kind of experimenting with different approaches it's uh hard for you know, it's hard for artists to, or, or people who use these remixes or use these stems to have a, you know, kind of frictionless way to upload their remixes with the correct, correct attribution and have a good UI. So we're kind of experimenting with all those things. Um, and for a lot of these cases, having a mobile app, as Christian mentioned, is, you know, more fitted to user behavior Mm -hmm. right now everyone kind of uses instagram reels or or tiktok to easily upload videos and um we're kind of learning from all these existing apps um on what the best way to do this is for Mm -hmm. our community but yeah right now we we kind of got out a initial beta where we like tested out a mint 
Um, so he minted stems. The next thing on the timeline is um, kind of releasing re this remixing functionality to our community. Um, and then after that, hopefully a mobile app and then we, we can get closer to the permissionless vision where anyone can upload their stems. Hmm. Cool. Uh, it seems like a, seems like a logical, uh, roadmap. Um, yeah. And you guys are just coming off as, you know, successful fundraise. You just raised like $4 million. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. Good, good timing on that. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're pretty excited about it and it gives us um you know the runway to build out the things that we have in mind. Mm -hmm. Uh and we definitely our timing <laughs> could not have been better. You know, we closed in or, you know around the February time frame and nice. very quickly <laughs> after the uh the uh the world started crumbling a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, that that is good timing. And I saw that a couple of the investors were like RAC and Boys Noise, like a couple of the more you know prominent names in the Web three music space. Uh, you know, when you're raising money and you're communicating, you know, the different benefits, you know, of the platform. Were you, you know, were you targeting artists? Were you, you know, thinking about going after the people who, with whom, you know, your mission would, you know, would most resonate? We kind of explored the idea with a lot of people. Uh, both artists and people in the tech world, people outside of the tech world, people in Web3. Um, yeah, but we, we definitely have like an A&R funnel. Um, and I think, you know, artists who are naturally into this kind of are drawn to this and we're drawn to them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we definitely kind of try to find people that are, would, are interested in this, but they also find us. And also like, you know, somebody like RAC, is you know he's probably one of the the most in the weeds of crypto of any artist. I mean, there's a couple that are pretty similar, but like RIC has like a social token RIC, which you know is kind of like you're if you buy that, you're kind of in betting on his like future growth potential and like which are some pretty novel concepts that um I don't think most people are aware of even exist really. Uh, so like you know someone like RIC, it's not very it's not very difficult to explain things to um and boys noise is um yeah he's also just kind of pretty keyed in but also you know is uh looking for ways to grow and and and, and learn more so that was also uh not very difficult but yeah in general we we you know there's been an interesting kind of conversation as well though it's like who is this really for is this you know for smaller people who you know for you know smaller artists who are just trying to like dabble and maybe you're not full-time artists or is it you know like the smaller artists it's a full-time it's trying to make like does it as a full-time career but they're not very big or is it for you know do we want big time artists and like what kind of people will that bring in so those are conversations we had and you know there's no set answer and we're constantly kind of uh shifting and but the the general idea is like you know a, a good mix of everybody and we definitely don't want to forget about the little guys and just you know if we just have like you know snoop dog or somebody and then like it would almost like bring in the wrong type of at attention when we're trying to build something where it's uh much more like ground you know grassroots um and like honest and like about you know making meaningful connections and also 
meaningful revenue for artists who are trying to do this like for real full-time kind of thing right yeah and one thing we've kind of learned as we've done these remix games is almost like 40 percent of artists that come in to remix um a curated artist have never they don't even have a a crypto wallet Um, Mm. so we're onboarding them like part of our job is to help onboard them into the space tell them about metamask uh you know create documentation for for these artists because it's really tough being a independent artist in 2022 um even just if you stay in the web 2 world like most artists mm-hmm. they on top of making the music which is the hardest part they have to do their own marketing and figure out um who's doing their album cover you know artwork social media um, how do they get gigs how do they use existing platforms to like you know build up their careers how do they get on the right playlists so all of this stuff is like already very tough and then web3 music is it's cool it's very cool and it helps artists make money or, or create connections with their fans but the learning curve is very steep and it, it's already very you know figuring out the other stuff is already very hard so right. our job is to kind of make these tools um make artists lives easier instead of add more tools to the stack right right absolutely yeah and a huge you know a huge piece of that work and the transition is you know the onboarding of people and and uh you know trying to reduce the friction as much as you can while showcasing all the benefits that web3 is is introducing to artists that are are that that aren't really possible you know within web2 so you know that's great to hear that you know there are there are curious artists who are coming in you know that that are entering the community uh and willing to you know explore this new world um if if either of you well it's a question for both of you but if you could work with any one artist at this point who would it be and which track would you take the stems for the spotify wrapped just came out today my Mm -hmm. most listened to artist this year is flume Mm. um so yeah he's definitely probably my most listened to favorite artist you know right now um so what probably one of his tracks one one of the more um aggressive psychedelic ones i would say Mm. yeah it'd be pretty daunting to try and remix and make a better song with flume though Uh, I'm trying to think of somebody else besides Flume because I probably would have said Flume too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so like, I listen to, um, you know, a lot of like lo-fi kind of stuff. So, like, really, I mean, we went to Berlin this past summer, and you know, I was kind of into techno, but after being there and like listening to techno i like got a lot more into techno i've been listening to a lot of techno ever since um and you know techno overall is a pretty like rigid community and sometimes you know the core community doesn't like want a lot of experimentation or something but i remember this like one artist that i saw there um he was from detroit and you could definitely feel this like kind of hip-hop influence in the techno and like so I would love to see some sort like this is not a specific artist. It's more of like a genre of like, you know, I'd love to see like 
a straight techno artist and then like have a remix competition where we like encourage a, a lot of like diverse genre interpretations of that and like and see where that takes us hmm. cool have you two participated in in any of the remix games at all uh, i've participated well i was the kind of the host who provided the stems in the first one and right, right, then right. i did i think i participated in three remix games so i um did one for Sound of Fractures, who's a London-based, you know, artist mm -hmm. taking the Web3 music landscape by storm, I'd say. Uh, I did a remix for Great Dane, um, who's like a trappy, bass, bassy, uh, hip-hop beat maker. And I did one for Elohim, which was, yeah, a couple months ago. And yeah, it's been as it's it's super cool to see artists of like different you know genres and um, get the chance to re you know reinvent their music within new genres. So what, one of the songs I made was a hip hop song. One of the one of them was a techno song. Um, cool. Yeah. No, I think you know the sheer you know amount of experimentation that can happen with something like a remix game. Um, you know, is, is a uh, pretty valuable, um, and, you know, I imagine really interesting for the artist too, who's coming in and, and, you know, seeing their songs, you know, creatively remixed and reinterpreted in so many different ways. Um, I'm curious, which, you know, are there any of the projects or any other, are there any other communities that have been, uh, you know, particularly inspiring, you know, as you've, work toward building step, you know, as, as you've worked toward building stems and building up the community, cultivating it through, uh, in, you know, through these games, through, you know, through this cadence with, you know, bringing artists into the platform. Is there anyone you're looking at who has, you, you know, has, who has, or continues to be inspirational for what you're building? Um, I would say we, so we partnered with Lens Protocol. Mm -hmm. Um, for whoever's not familiar, they're basically uh, like a Web3 Facebook. Um, so it's a decentralized social graph uh, where the users own their social graph. Um, and they've definitely really kind of inspired us to the point where we, um, you know, have fully partnered with them and integrated with them. And um, we view it as like a synergistic uh, relationship mm -hmm. um, where, you know, music and, and is created on our platform and then we kind of use their protocol uh for the social side of things and yeah besides that you know we we've kind of talked with a lot of the projects and kind of collabed either behind the scenes or um you know in public uh yeah we love all the projects like the music nft projects um we kind of you know working on a metadata standard with, with that, with some of them and yeah, doing remix games. Like we did a remix games with Envoc Collective, hmm. Envoc Collective. Um, yeah, I have some more things planned in the pipeline as well. Yeah, I mean, I would have, I would have said ones as well. They've been uh, one, just an incredibly supportive team and two, they are, um, you can, you can see them starting to take off in terms of um, usage and like, 
a lot of the big names in just the crypto web three space have have lens handles and t- tweet stuff on Lenster, and so we're we're seeing that uh, grow. So we're excited to be kind of uh, tangential to that, building on top of it, which also kind of enables that conversation I had about the permissionless and like uh, interoperability, mm-hmm. because once we're built on Lens, you know, you can tweet your song on Linster and then also, you know, bring it over to to stems um, because, you know, on in this product, in this protocol, you truly own your content and you can take it wherever you go, which is like, you know, in normal world, you can't like tweet a song on Twitter and then um, it is like automatically also on YouTube and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that doesn't exist in the normal world, in the web two world, but it, I will hear so yeah totally no i think that's 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 one of the coolest value propositions you know of the blockchain is something like an on-chain social graph you know like what lens is building and uh you know especially within the context of what's happening with twitter right now i mean people have to confront the reality in which uh, you know do you leave twitter or do you not people have you know maybe have spent years and you know hundreds of hours on a platform building value that uh, stored in a centralized server and isn't necessarily going to travel with them anywhere else. Um, but yeah, that's that's about all I have at this point, guys. That was kind of my my last question. So, uh, you know, I'll leave you with one more that I like to ask everybody, which is sort of akin to the one I asked about the one artist that you'd bring into Stems. Um, but I'm curious, uh, you know, you're you're both going to Desert Islands. So you get to bring three albums with you. What are they? Um, so I listen to, um, like whenever I work out, which I guess I'm going to want to work out on the island, but, um, just Athelstein's, uh, album, Aleph, which is like industrial kind of music, but it's also, I'll listen to a lot of scenarios. Um, I love like kind of that harsh industrial music. So just Athelstein would be one, um, Calm Trues. Uh, I'm liking mm. on the album name, but I listen to that almost all the time when I'm like, I'll, I'll do like Calm Trues radio. Um, but um, so I honestly can't really remember the album name, but like if I just can bring <laughs> Calm Trues album radio with me. And mm-hmm. then uh, the third one, um, probably Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Um, big fan of Pink Floyd. and you know just i probably listen to the most like acoustic music i think of of our cohort uh listen to a lot of like rock and light rock and stuff like that and psychedelic rock um so i think my final final third one is pink floyd cool i love it it's one of the best albums of all time yeah for myself i would yeah go with the flume project to start because you know i already mentioned um yeah, play his, his debut project. Um, and then I love hip hop. I played um, Go Good Kid Mad City by Kendrick Lamar. For, nice, for good choice. And then my my family, they, they always listen to Rammstein, which is oh, like a, nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, German metal rock techno band um, mm-hmm. from Berlin. That's like my dad's favorite band. And always listen to it. Like, growing up and definitely influenced a lot of my own music taste and my own production style. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I don't even know how to say the album name. 
it's like German, but uh, Senschut, Senschut, or yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but the one that has on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, a banger. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, cool. Good choices. I love them. Uh, cool, guys. And last but not least, if you could tell, if you could tell people out there, if they want to get involved in STEMs, what you know, what is the best way to do that? Uh, yeah, I mean, our website is stems.art, and that will have all the links um, to what we're building. Come check out our Discord. Um, come check out the beta of the platform. Um, and all our different, you know, social profiles. But yeah, I would say the Discord and the platform are, are the things to check out. Yeah, and, and uh, we, you know, we constantly have remix games, and it, you don't. It's not like a. Even if you're not a full time artist, you can, um, you know, just jump on in there and chat with people, and then maybe find someone to like make a song with, or you could just be the vocals. Mm. You know, if you've been ever interested in like dabbling your toes in music making this is the opportunity because there's a lot of people that are just like just like you who are kind of curious about it or interested in kind of dipping their toes in there and that's kind of you know a community that we want to cater to and uh, Hmm. help them grow and um yeah cool i like that so yeah lots of different entry points whether you're just curious or want to start making music with other people or are full-blown artists who want to to release stems lots of different ways to get involved absolutely yeah absolutely thank you both for your time um you know wish you only the best as as you continue to build and looking forward to to what comes next yeah thanks so much for the time and letting us talk about the stems and um appreciate it absolutely absolutely take care guys Alright, that's it for this episode of Big Brother and the Hodling Company. I'm your host, McKeegan Voice, and you can keep up with me and all the latest Web3 music trends on Twitter at McKeegan. That's M-A-C-E-A-G-O-N. This show is a production of Decentral Media, and you can visit us at decentral.io, and remember, only you can prevent and fend off Big Brother. <laughs>